XL, Charlotte Sports Live. And welcome in to Charlotte Sports Live. I'm Grace Grill alongside Gabe McDonald tonight. And if you are staying up with us, it probably means that you too did not have tickets <laughs> to the Luke Combs concert. We will try to be just as entertaining. Maybe Gabe will even sing us a few bars. He's got some pipes. Yeah, if you didn't hear us attend, I tried to do my best Taylor Swift impression. But Luke Combs may still be doing this, but... I'm not doing that. I'll tell you what we are doing, though. We're talking Panthers and Hornets with WFNZ's Kyle Bailey. And baseball was back tonight after the All-Star break in those Braves. They did not miss a beat. We'll check in with the hottest team in baseball in just a little later. And speaking of hot, that's what Spartanburg will be like next week when we all go down there for training camp. Get yeah, your I'm, fans and get I'm your water. bracing myself. So the Panthers, they had a nice offseason, right? Number one pick, key moves to bolster this roster up, coaching side and player side. And there is a different feel going into training camp than there was last year, but as we talked about last year, players were trying to fight for playing time, right? They were trying to prove that they belonged on the field. Now it's kind of a different perception with guys going into contract years. A lot of these guys are trying to get ready for a season where they need to get paid. And a lot of those guys are on the off or on the defensive side of the ball. Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, Frankie Lubu. And that can maybe be a challenge, especially when you're going into a camp where you're trying to put up big numbers while working with a new staff and a new defensive scheme. These guys are doing a lot of different things uh, te technically and fundamentally than they've done in the past. Um, and we're really just focused in on that. We're not worried about depth charts or anything like that. We're just trying to get better. And it really doesn't matter even if you're a solidified guy like Brian Burns and JC or somebody that's, uh, you know, trying to fight to make the team. Like the only thing that we can all control is just getting better and being the best versions of ourselves. And so that's all we're emphasizing and working on. And, uh, you know, as we work through, those things will sort itself out. All right. Well, looking at those guys that are entering into a big contract right. year, what's – if you talking from the player yeah. side, how would you approach that if you're them? I think the big thing, you don't want to press too, too much. Like, obviously, you want to go out and put your best foot forward because you want to set yourself up to get paid, but you don't want that to be your sole focus because you got to think about it. This team is close – to getting into the playoffs. I mean, last year we were a game out from winning the division. So I think you got to obviously keep the main thing the main thing. But, of course, everybody wants to be well taken care of. I think guys like Frankie Luvu, based on what he did last year, he's going to be safe. I think Jeremy Chin is another guy that is going to set himself up because I think being in this new role, he's definitely going to earn himself a big payday. And, of course, Brian Burns, they want to get that deal done soon. So we might even see that next week. Yeah, and those comments that we just played by new defensive coordinator Ijero Ivero, those were from at the beginning of May. So they've yeah. had the entire – that was near the beginning of the offseason. Right. So they've had this whole thing. But I do like what he said, that those things will sort itself out, where I don't think if you're a Brian Burns or a Jeremy Chin, any of those guys yeah. that are in a contract year – you're concerned about that because I feel like if they go in with this whole thing, it'll it, it will sort itself yeah. out because this team and the culture that this coaching staff has brought in For will, sure. uh, will be good. All right, well they might not be focused on death yeah. charts, but this is our chart, our training camp chart, and we are super excited. Spartanburg set for when we go down what next week? Yeah, next, next week, next weekend Sunday. already. So the rookies report July 22nd, and if anyone cares, we report the following day on the 23rd. And, uh, yeah, we'll bring you everything you need to know from training camp. Looking forward to it. Going to have plenty of water, fans, all that stuff on deck to try and stay school. Luckily, we'll be under a tent. We're now moving to Buzz City. The Hornets making a roster move today by signing rookie Amari Bailey to a two-way contract. The second-round pick out of UCLA has played almost 14 minutes a game in Vegas with six points and three-and-a-half rebounds per game. And if Brandon Miller doesn't play in the Summer League finale, then Bailey will likely see more minutes. However, Miller has impressed despite a slow start to Summer League action. He's a great player uh, for the league. Um, 
can stretch the floor, you can get to the basket, he defends, um, plays at a high level, and he has a high IQ. A bunch of things that Coach Cliff looks for. We played, I don't know, five, six games that, you know, we've been in some close ones. We hadn't quite won them. Um, and we got down down big. They could easily just say, you know what, fold it up, but they, they didn't. So that says a lot about the guys that in the group that we've had, you know, these last two weeks. Um, so I'm proud of, of that. The Hornets will have one last shot to get a summer league win. They'll face the Timberwolves tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 p.m. And for more on the Hornets and your Panthers, let's send it over to our Will Kunkel, who is standing by with tonight's special guest. Kyle Bailey, my man from the clubhouse on WFNZ. One question for you, and then I'm going to have about nine follow-ups. How do you fill three hours a day during this time of year? Because we're sitting here on Charlotte Sports Live talking about glizzies, talking about toppings that go on hot dogs, like ridiculous things. How do you do it for three hours? Brilliance, utter brilliance, um, you know, <laughs> stick-to-itiveness, cons consistency, commitment, all the buzzwords. No, we, uh, we're actually next week going to do fantasy movie baseball football and basketball drafts. So <laughs> we, we do lists, we do hypotheticals. Uh, obviously, you and I are baseball guys, so All-Star Week helps. All this Shohei Otani stuff is fun and uh, just longing for a baseball team to eventually arrive in Charlotte. But, hey, that's the job, right? No complaining. The best part is when we have somebody on the show like you, we can ask the same questions we've been asking ourselves for the last four months. So <laughs> – what are you expecting in training camp? What are you looking for? Like, like for instance, last night I said, Terrace Marshall Jr. and Yitor Grosbatos have got to have big training camps. Like, it's their career on the line. What are you going into camp looking at? Uh, same. Uh, it starts with Bryce Young. He's the feature attraction, right? He's the reason that I, I expect, like you probably do, that uh, the hills are going to be packed. And, um, you know, there's not going to be much standing room. I think the uh, crowd is going to be there in, in big numbers to see number, number nine, to see Bryce Young. And, it starts there, but uh, from there, you're right. Can Terrace Marshall Jr. become the player they hoped he would when they took him a couple of years ago out of LSU? Um, you know, can Mingo – I was reading something the other day that certain scouts think that Jonathan Mingo is further ahead than A.J. Brown, a guy that he was comp to in the draft. So, yeah, I'm looking at that for sure. Um, I want to see who's going to fill the opposite edge, edge rusher role from Brian Burns and, um, you know, can they be more productive in getting after the quarterback? So, there are a lot of great storylines, and, you know, I've been here for – this will be my seventh straight Panthers training camp, and I don't think there's been one more exciting than this one. Nothing better than hope this time of year. Everybody's got some. What are you, you nervous about with this team? Like, what on this team, when you look at it, you're like, man, I'm telling you, this could be an issue come week whatever. Uh, cornerback depth. Um, I, I could go pass rush as well, but cornerback depth is one for me. Um, you know, J.C. Horn is – I think at this point I feel comfortable saying that, you know, J.C. Horn is a lockdown corner. I believe we've seen that from him when he's on the field. But uh, is he going to play 16 or 17 games? we got to know that. Uh, C.J. Henderson going to be able to not just stay healthy and play, but play to a high level consistently each and every week. Dante Jackson's coming off a serious injury. Um, you know, there, there's questions about depth in that room. And so I think for that reason, you know, when they, by the time they suit up week one, I think there are at least one or two more roster moves slash additions coming. And I think cornerback, that room has to be one of them. Let's go down the street to the Hornets. I don't care if they win summer league games. I, I really don't. I do care that they represent themselves with some respect and play the game properly. And I don't mean this in an old timey way. I just mean like have a plan. What have your thoughts been from the Hornets the last handful of games? Listen, I, I host the Hornets pregame show, and I've done pre and post for years, and I love being around the team and uh, grew up on NBA basketball, and so I try to always be optimistic. But uh, the Hornets summer league experience has not been a good one overall uh, for the last couple of years. This is, this, this is one of the worst summer league teams we've ever seen. 
Uh, I think they they were nearly scoreless after one last night. Uh, we've seen the same core cast of characters on the summer league roster the past couple of years. So, you know, it, it's time for that to really thrust see some churn. You know, by this time next year, I know summer league's not something we talk a ton about, but um, I think you're going to see some guys end up in different uniforms and. Uh, you know, shutting down Brandon Miller after 26 points a couple of days ago, I thought was wise, you know, in an offseason full of tough PR moments for the Hornets. Let that one ride. Um, you know, let the last thing people think or see of, of Brandon Miller before the season be 26 points. Uh, that was good. Nick Smith Jr. looks like he is the offensive prospect, at least that many thought he was this time a year ago. And so I'm excited for what they've done. I don't think Summer League told us that much because it's a bunch of guys that haven't played together, won't play together again. Uh, and certainly the same coaching staff that'll be there this year. So uh, it is what it is. So I'm in the camp with you that there were some positives, there were some negatives. My biggest issue is like some feet have to be held to the fire, I feel like. like is it acceptable to treat summer league like this? And if so, then why even go if you're just going to have a glorified pickup game, if you're not going to try to take something away from it? Because it does seem like some teams are using it to somehow benefit them better than the Hornets. Oh, sure. And that's one of those things where I don't think summer league, you know, often means very much, but it is interesting to see how certain organizations uh, like the heat, like the San Antonio Spurs, you know, there's summer league teams, even if the, the, the players that are out there don't always go on to be great talent. There's like this cultural understanding or, you know, a culture there that there's an expectation that has to be met even in summer league. And so I think, I think we see that play out sometimes. Um, you know, but the Hornets, like I said, it's been miserable. Uh, you know, there's been that report from true hoops, the true Hoop podcast last week that one anonymous Hornets player shared that the coaching situation was just an absolute disaster. And, uh, there was a lack of leadership and, and a lack of harmony in a summer league locker room, which I'm not even sure how that's possible, but, um, it has certainly shown out there on the floor. And while we shouldn't put too much stock into summer league, I, I do think the Hornets have to reckon with the fact that they've often looked that bad that often during summer league. It was kind of interesting looking at the Panthers roster. It's They're going to have some tweaks here and there before the season starts, whereas the Hornets roster, it's so much further away from the season, yet it's kind of what it is at this point. That's how the NBA works. What's your thought on the roster and what's their ceiling? How do you see them competing this year? Like, should they be competing for a 5, 6, 7 seed, which is what we thought they should be doing the first year in Clifford before everything got exploded because of what Miles Bridges did? Oh, absolutely. I apologize. My, uh, my, my producers thinks that he's sneaky and he's crawling behind yeah, me right now. That's smoke trying that to is, get to his desk. It couldn't be less sneaky. Like there's, it, it, there's no, it's, it's no. that's the least sneaky thing that you've ever seen. It was terrible. There's the TV audience that are going to, that's going to see this. Uh, we apologize for just smoke's wave. behavior. Next time, um, just I wave. Do, like, I, next time, just wave is what Kunkel said. Uh, <laughs> I tend to agree with that. So, uh, Smokes behind his caboose is going to be on Fox, on Queen City News tonight on Charlotte Sports Live. Uh, actually, I've, I've, I'm pretty bullish on this. I think if uh, you know they stay healthy this upcoming season, I think they're a 40 to 43 win basketball team. I, I'm that confident in the totality of the talent that's on this team. Now, as we saw last year, the big thing was nobody stayed healthy. That matters more than anything else. But there was no Miles Bridges. Lamelo missed a huge chunk of games. Ironically, Gordon stayed healthier than just about everybody else. But you know, I think um, they've got a chance to win 40 to 43 games next year if they stay healthy. I think the talent is there to do that. And if they can, historically, that's going to land them in that 6-7 range. So we'll see, but I'm pretty optimistic. All right, everybody, make sure you guys watch or watch, listen to the clubhouse on WFNZ weekdays, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock. Bailey, you're the man. Enjoy the weekend, brother. Thank you, brother. Be good. Kyle and Kunkel. Thank you, fellas. All right, two new classes will be inducted into Charlotte's Hall of Fame this fall. We have the details coming up next.
And the Byers Park football team looks to have a return to glory this fall with a new man in charge, something we've probably been saying the past few years. We'll preview the 2023 edition of the Mustangs coming up next on CSL. All right, and time will tell if the Panthers got it right with Bryce Young. But if you could redo one Panthers first-round pick, which would it be? That answer is actually coming up later in Quick 6. But right now, we got to take a quick break. We'll see you in two minutes here on Charlotte Sports Live. Charlotte Athletics announced that this year's Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place September 15th and will honor both the class of 2022 and 2023. The class of 2022 is highlighted by men's basketball greats Byron Dinkins and Henry Williams, along with longtime men's basketball coach Jeff Mullins and women's basketball All-American Paula Bennett. Meanwhile, the class of 2023 is headlined by all-time winningest men's basketball coach Bobby Lutz and Charlotte Athletics' largest individual donor. Ike Bell. Charlotte opened its Hall of Fame in 2022 and inducted the inaugural class, excuse me, opened it in 2020 and the inaugural class is inducted in 2022. We're moving to high school football. The Myers Park Mustangs are one of the more tradition-rich program, programs in the Queen City and they've produced a ton of talent over the years. But in recent years, they've gone through a whole lot of change. This season, however, looks to be the foundation to get the program back to what it once was. One could say that the last four seasons for Myers Park football marked the beginning of a new era with the new head coach at the helm each year. However, this time around, things feel a bit different with Chris James in charge. Every coach brings a different thing to the table. So Coach James, you know, he bring, he's not just good on the field, he's good off the field too. He's like, he's like another dad to me. The 34-year-old James joined the Mustangs last season as defensive coordinator before being promoted to the top spot back in February. Having the chance to lead a program for the first time in his career is something he says still hasn't sunk in just yet. To me, it's still just coaching. Um, it's, it's making sure we got the pieces in the right places. Um, my coaching staff, I, I can't speak enough about them, um, how much work and effort they're putting into this. It's a staff that includes men with plenty of experience at the highest level of football, most notably former Panther Captain Munnerlyn. The 10-year NFL vet didn't expect to join the coaching rank so soon, but he's looking forward to passing down the knowledge that he's gotten over the years. I've been running from it for a while. You know, even my high school coach told me, you know, one day I'd be a wonderful coach, and I kind of ran away, ran, ran from it for a while. But you know, I think the time was right. You know, it was right. I've been out of the NFL for like three years now, and um, I think it was time to you know me tap into my my next chapter of my life and. The next chapter is to point it to these kids. Another big addition for the Mustangs comes on offense in sophomore wide receiver Brody Keefe. The Marvin Ridge transfer is already on track to play big-time college football as he holds offers from schools such as Georgia, Ohio State, UNC, and South Carolina. The adjustment to his new home has been a smooth one so far. Everything's been good. Uh, just getting used to the system, you know, getting getting closer to the guys I'm playing with. Um, but, I mean, everyone's been so, like, the energy, everything around here is really good. Like, really, really welcome people. As for Keith and his new teammates, the seniors look to go out on a high note after winning just five total games the previous two seasons. Last year we was 3-7, and seven, you know, um, everybody doubted us. Um, nobody really is afraid of us, so we got to come in strong, you know, win that first game and take care of what we need to do. And the Mustangs will have quite the test right out the gate. They'll open up the Turf King Charlotte Invitational against Charlotte Christian at noon on August 19th. Good stuff. Hey, baseball was back tonight, and the best team in baseball returned like they never left. Second half underway, and we have brave highlights on the way. And the links I would go to keep hot dogs in my life forever. Look at my idol, Chestnut, my guy.
We're answering the tough questions coming up in Quick 6. Be sure to keep it here at Charlotte Sports Live. Baseball was back tonight, and the Braves, they were having a grand old time. Matt Olson, how about a first inning grand slam? Thank you. No other baseball team in, in baseball has more runs, hits, or home runs in any inning this season than the Atlanta Braves have in the first inning this season. Those four runs made it 95 first inning runs, 129 first inning hits, and they have 30 first inning home runs. Those are just like unreal numbers. Braves up 4 nothing over the White Sox. Bases loaded again in the bottom of the six for Ozzy Albies. Orlando RCS tags up and scores. Braves go on to win 9-0. Is that the game? I think that was the final. All right, finally, quick six time. I get to ask the esteemed panel here all these esteemed questions. Brian Blakely joining us along with Gabe McDonald. All right, Brian, if you could redo one Panthers first-round draft pick in the last five years, who would it be? Well, you can't say it was Bryce Young because you don't know about that yet. But I was going over this. I got to look at it. Iquano, no, good player. J.C. Horn, lockdown player, according to Kyle Bailey. Uh, Derek Brown, no, you don't want to change him. Brian Burns, absolutely not. Um, before that, you got to go back to probably Vernon Butler in 2016. That's one you probably probably change. And how about Kelvin Benjamin? Remember him? 2014 first round draft choice. We're going to swap him out. All right, Gabe. We'll, Gabe, we'll ask you the same question, but with the Hornets. What first round Hornets pick would you redo? Mine would definitely be Malik Monk. I mean, him over Donovan Mitchell. Look at what Donovan Mitchell has turned into. If he was here in Charlotte right now, we'd be talking about a whole different ball club. That is the obvious one for more recent years, for sure. Well, speaking of Kyle Bailey, he gave us his opinion. But, Brian, we want yours. Is it a good idea to shut players down after a certain amount of summer league games? Well, if you're talking about Wembenyama, I, I think so, because you don't want him to get hurt. And we kind of saw what he could do, especially in that second game after they played against the Hornets. Plus, he played a full season in France that went well into May. So, shut him down. All right, Gabe, will Charlotte FC finally break through and snap their winless streak tomorrow? I believe so. I think going on the road, I think this is the time that they do it. Obviously, last time they played Montreal was a scoreless draw. I think they get on the board. I need them to, we need them to get a win tomorrow. I think they get it done. All right, Brian, would you rather have pineapple on your pizza or just onion? First of all, I love pineapple, not on the pizza. So, by default, I'm going to go with onion. And by the way, my favorite pizza would be sausage, peppers, and pepperoni. Okay, this is a Will Kunkel question. But Gabe, would you cut off a finger if someone said that you couldn't have any more hot dogs unless you did? It's pinky. You got to go. Oh. I love hot dogs too much. I do. I have to. I'm not a quarterback, so I don't need my pinky that much. You know, you need your thumbs and your, your other fingers, your pinky. You know, who needs pinkies, man? There's pinky. a hot dog you supplier out there right Glizzy's, now. This is such a Glizzy's over pinkies you. all day, every day. That's the kind of questions we ask here on Quick Six. Glizzy's over pinkies. Put that on a T-shirt for you. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. we got to go. We'll be back in two minutes here on Charlotte Sports Live. Well, it is that time of the night. Me and Gabe have some QC crowns. Gabe, what you got? My crown is going out to former Johnson C. Smith star Shania Jones. Recently signed her first pro contract with the team over in Croatia. And today, we learned that she's playing in the inaugural HBCU Dream Classic at Rucker Park in New York City. In her two seasons with the Golden Bulls, Jones was a two-time first-team all-conference selection and even led the CIAA in scoring. The Classic is set for Saturday, August 5th and features recent HBCU players that are now eligible for the NBA, WNBA, the ABA, the Big Three, pretty much any league you can think of, any, even the European and other pro leagues across the world. So big congrats to her on being able to play in that inaugural game. Nice. Well, we're sticking with the women's basketball yeah. train. Mine going out to New York Liberty's Sabrina Inescu. The WNBA is in Vegas for the uh, All-Star weekend, and it kicked off tonight with a three-point shooting contest. Inescu 
scored a record 37 points out of 40 possible points to win the three-point contest. She made all but two of her three-pointers, which not only is a WNBA record, but it beats the NBA as well. I think Steph Curry and Tyrese Halliburton share that NBA record of 31 points. Just lights, lights green. out. When you got that green light, you just got to keep shooting. I mean, obviously, I on a great team, too. It. It's therapeutic, right? No, I was, was a three-point shooter yeah. in high school, so I love that stuff. When are we getting you back on the court? That's the real question. You guys want that smoke? Yeah, come out on Tuesday. It's the last one before training camp. We need a crowd at Fraser Park next Tuesday. CSL Hoop Squad. It's going to be a great day of basketball. And of course, we have a great show coming up for you guys tomorrow. But for tonight, that's going to do it for Grace Grill. I'm Gabe McDonald. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Good night, y'all.